The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TD reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to Channel Mom. This is one of those shows that I'm very excited about because I know it can change some lives. I first have to welcome our Friday audience. If you happen to be listening to us on a Friday, I want to welcome you because this is our brand new Friday show. We're thrilled to be coming to you on your car radio or your computer or your smartphone. We want to be a new voice for you, encouraging you in your mothering, your family, your marriage, or your single parenting. You don't get a lot of that from the regular old media, and that is why we are here. Channel Mom exists to lift up motherhood in the media because it does not get lifted up, nor does marriage or family. So that is why Channel Mom is here right here on 94.7 KRKS. We now have a Friday show at 1 p.m. and also Saturday at 7 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. We are back with part two from a guest from last week. I know there's a reason you tuned in today because she can really help you with her story that is detailed in her new book, Undone, which is a memoir. And it's an unbelievable memoir because it's a, it's a life of crisis after crisis after, after crisis. And the secret she found in the middle of it all to help us deal with what happens in life. So I am thrilled to have Michelle Couchat once again on Channel Mom. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about her. Michelle Couchat is an author of this new book that I've just been telling you about, Undone. The subtitle of Undone is a story of making peace with an unexpected life. And don't we all have unexpected things in our lives? The book is getting rave reviews from Lisa Turkhurst and Patsy Claremont. Michelle has also spoken for Women of Faith, Compassion International, and she also co-hosted. Do you still co-host that? Yes, I do. A very popular podcast with Michael Hyatt. So she's still doing that. You can find that on the web. But even more than that, Michelle is a mother of six, which she says makes her need to oh no you shake you said you don't pass out you shake when i say mother of six uh she's a wife of one and a daughter of god welcome to channel mom welcome back to channel mom michelle oh it's so good to be back with you jenny i love it yeah i do too we're kind of having a lot of fun here we are (laughs) sorry shelly i found a new bff (laughs) oh bummer (laughs) sorry not sorry (laughs) anyway yes we have a lot in common and we we already love each other and for all the right reasons and uh, i'm blessed to have you so we're going to review a little bit for what folks missed last week when we had mm-hmm. you on the show. Uh, you know, look, part of our audience already knows your story because they've read the book mm-hmm. or they've they've listened to you um, through the podcast or they've heard about you through Women of Faith. But, but review for people. You wrote this book after an incredible journey and a life you did not expect. A lot of moms, are they, they have dreams of their, their perfect little marriage and their perfect little house and their perfect little kids, and, and they're never going to get sick, and their kids are never going to get sick, and all blah. As I laugh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah. So, it doesn't so always work out that way. Review for people. And I'll give you four or five minutes to do it, and then I want to talk about a few issues after that that have to do with mothering and marriage. What happened? Um, you, you got cancer. 
and it was cancer of the tongue, and you were a speaker. And where we left off last week, you were diagnosed with cancer. Despite your faith in God, you went to a total place of panic and fear. Mm-hmm. What if I'm going to die? I can't raise my children. This is horrible. And you were a mess. Yes. And your husband said one very important sentence to you, and then I want to take over from there. What did your husband say? My husband, it was on Thanksgiving Day. He sat across from me on our bed in our bedroom, and he simply said, Michelle, if you really believe what you say you, you believe, uh, if you really believe what you say you believe, it's only going to get better for you from here. Yeah. In other words, if I really believe in the God that I have claimed to know and love since I was a little girl, if I really believed in him and believed in the eternity he has promised, then no matter what happens, it's only going to get better. Either yeah. I get healed here or I get healed there. And and honestly, heaven is much better than this sometimes very hard life. So, so the fear and worry was more an indicator of some of my own doubts and questions and wrestling than anything else. Yeah. When I'm being holier than thou, I sometimes back off from my own fear and I say, why do we Christians even fear? Because if God is love and he is good all the time, he's not going to zap us with cancer and then poof, it's over. Mm-hmm. If we really believe in a God of love and the God of the Bible and, and what Jesus promised and what he died, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my struggle, well, first of all, I think through this process, I've learned it's okay to wrestle and have questions. Yes. And that fear to be afraid is human. It's human. And so rather than judge myself for the fear and the worry, I understand it's a it's a reasonable response to mm-hmm. very difficult circumstances. And those who are listening that are just consumed with fear over a child or a financial situation or a marriage or whatever it may be. Or death. Or a death or a disease, whatever. It's, it's an understandable part of our human experience. However, we don't have to let it get the final word. There is... There are some things that we can do to um, to take control of the fear in our life, to refuse to let it have um, have all the power over our life. And it really comes back to what we believe about God and his promises. Yeah. And so you were able to, with that sentence from your husband, if you really believe in the God that you say you believe in, mm-hmm. you really believe what you say that you've always said you believed, it only gets better from here. Um wh- for a mom who is dealing with a crisis today or a fear or cancer like you've been dealing with, you know, for the past five years, where can that take her? Help her through that place where you did find peace. And you said it was a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. So it's a, and it still is. I mean, I think fear is something that, it, you know, can still sneak up on you at any moment. It's not like you conquer it one day and you never deal with it again. You know, fear and worry is something that we're going to always have to face. But with that one comment from my husband, I started to reframe my life against the um, perspective of eternity. Mm-hmm. I started to have to really face the reality that this life is not forever. So I really do need to start having some pretty solid investigation and um, pursuit of what I really believe about God and about eternity. And that is the process that led me to peace, is really starting to have that eternal perspective. Now, it's, it took me months after that initial diagnosis and the surgery to work through that initial onslaught of panic and fear. But I was able to reenter life at one point and get to a place where I could go back to enjoying life for what it was, even with the what I call the shadow of cancer still kind of hanging over our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to belittle fear and, and its normalcy for the humanity. Um, and I don't want to belittle cancer, I, so I don't want to hurt anybody today by my saying, well, just get over it. But but there is a point 
mm-hmm. for all of us where where if we do want to live because we could die tomorrow yes. that we do have to come to that point of peace and and just getting over it and saying all right i make my peace with god i'm going to trust him but it is hard girl i've been working on it for years to yes. get to that place so so let's remind people we only have about half the segment left a little bit less here you are. You're a, a, a popular speaker. You're, you speak at Women of Faith. You've got a popular podcast with Michael Hyatt. You're an aspiring author. You have three teenage boys through a blended family. You've been diagnosed with tongue cancer. You're having to get a little part of your tongue removed, mm-hmm. and you're a speaker. Yeah. So you're dealing with all that. You're dealing with panic. You're dealing with a few questions with God. You go through the surgery, and then you, and then you battle your way back to finding a new faith. Yeah, and and. You know, kind of battle my way back to, okay, it seems cancer is in the past, so I want to, you know, I'm a little bit of a control freak. So mm-hmm. I've regained a sense of control on my life and put my life back together, and everything seemed like it was falling back in place. Cancer was in the past. Um, my second son was in the process of graduating from high school, so it looks like, okay, I have my life back. And just about that time, the phone rang again. And we talked about this last week. The phone rang, and tell folks what the question was and what you decided to do. We heard from someone who knew a mom who could no longer take care of her kids due to a history of um, of a struggle, a significant struggle with addiction. She couldn't be a mother anymore. So there were two, um, there were twin four-year-olds and a five-year-old, and the question was asked of us, will you take them? So here we are with grown or almost grown children. We're rapidly approaching empty nests. We've just conquered cancer and and somehow pieced our lives back together again and then somebody is asking us hey you want to start parenting all over again and my first thought was no <laughs> really that was your first thought yeah i mean I, the first thought i mean parenting's hard and here i have teenage kids you know adolescence as wonderful as it is on one hand it's not easy either and so the thought of going all the way back to the beginning and starting parenting over again was a pretty heavy task well, and some kids who'd been through trauma. Yes, these are kids from trauma that had been raised in an addictive home and a very, very unpredictable, very volatile home. And so we knew, as much as we could know at the time, that they were coming to us with all kinds of baggage. A ton of baggage. That is not their fault. So you've been through cancer once, and yes. mind you, that's not the last time. Um, and, and you get this call, and, and partly because you follow God and You've, you're on this kind of new, richer faith journey with him. Mm-hmm. Did you feel called? Yeah. So that that first hesitation of, no, I don't think I really want to do this again, only lasted for a few moments. Because one thing that cancer had taught my husband and I in the months before battling through this is that life is unexpected. Yeah. And this life is a gift. And if I was still here and still living, perhaps, perhaps God wanted to use that for me to invest in the lives of three children who also knew something about the unexpected life. Yeah, yeah. That tune is left. So I just want to briefly say, tell folks in, in a minute, the, you decided to take them. Yeah, so 24 hours later, we packed up our car with borrowed car seats because they were still in car seats. These kids were tiny. And yeah. we drove to another state and picked them up and brought them home. And just that fast, our family went from being a family of five to a family of eight. Uh, and so now we have older boys, high school boys, as well as preschoolers living in our home, in this post-cancer survivor home. Uh, and talk about undone. I mean, it was the right thing to do, and it was a beautiful thing to do. But let's just be honest. 
the everything turned upside down at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Michelle. And this is the part I'm excited to get to because there are some lessons here for moms now. And we're going to get to it in this next segment. But now you're having to deal with teenage boys who thought they might lose you. You've got the one biological son and the two sons that you've blended mm-hmm. into your family. So so you have to treat them all in different ways. Now they're going to have insecurities about these new little ones yes. that are cute and you're having to spend a ton of time on because they've essentially come out of kind of a fostering situation yes, almost. exactly. And so they've got trouble. So, so now everyone's competing for love and you're post-cancer. They just got you back. You've got a husband. I mean, my goodness. And so you've learned some stuff. Yeah. You've learned some stuff about marriage and mothering that you'll share with folks in this next segment. Okay? Absolutely. Okay. So stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom with the author of Undone, Michelle Couchat. Uh, the subtitle is A Story of Making Peace with an Unexpected Life. And I know she has some lessons for you. Um, about marriage and mothering. And for the moms out there who have fostered kids or have adopted kids, listen to Michelle because she has some some encouraging words for you. Hang in there. It's important work. God sees, and I appreciate it. So stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom with Michelle Couchat. Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chip Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. While we're speaking with Michelle Couchat, the author of Undone, a memoir, and also she's been speaker with Women of Faith and uh, does a very popular podcast with Michael Hyatt. Uh, I want to remind you, Michelle can do this now because I, she has a place up in Breckenridge, right? Mm-hmm. As you're driving down 285, going to Breckenridge, stop at the Cutthroat Cafe. It's very down-home, fun, friendly. I mean, literally, you feel like you stepped into the 1950s. So be sure and go see my friend Chip and oh, everybody else can I'm too. I'm planning on it. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. It's like, you know, big, huge pancakes and yummy, like, biscuits and gravy, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. It's hey, com- get me a table, Chip. Exactly. I've got a big family. <laughs> I come from, that's right. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. So we've explained to people one reason, the biggest reason you wrote with this book is what you've been through. Mm. So as a speaker, you you come down with tongue cancer, having never been a smoker or a heavy drinker, and you go through panic and fear despite your faith in God. You have your first uh, cancer bout, and you recover, and you're at this new place of peace and control. And by the way, you say peace is not the same thing as control. It's not. Um, We're out of control. That's actually the peace in some ways. It's not in our control. exactly. You get this phone call. Can you adopt three troubled kids? You say yes. They're five and four. Mm -hmm. Um, You bring them uh, twins in the Uh mix. You bring them in. You got this house. It's a crazy house. Three teenage boys, three little kids. You've just overcome cancer. Take it from there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah, so that was about three, uh, gosh, four years ago now. And... You know, what happened at that point is it launched our entire family into a massive, uh, a massive upheaval. I mean, there's one thing to have a blended family, but then when you take in three kids from trauma, that's a whole different kind of blending. And then you have kids that have high, high needs. Anybody who's parented kids from some kind of trauma that have, um, have 
reactive attachment disorder or learning disabilities or any kind of behavior disabilities knows that it's a it's a daily struggle and it's sweet and it's good at moments but it's also very very hard because it's a whole different kind of parenting well and you can constantly feel like you're failing oh constantly because you can pour and pour and pour yourself into these children but how i describe it is they're kind of like buckets with holes in the bottom. Uh, And when they've gone through wounds that are not their fault, trauma that's not their fault, they really are like buckets with holes in the bottom. So the more that you pour in, it just leaks out. And so you can, you can do so much great mothering and not see any fruit from it. And that's the hard part. So tell me what you say in the book, you've got a number of things about motherhood. So mom should pick up this book just for that reason. But You say in the book that cancer taught you something about mothering and now bringing these new kids taught you something about mothering and being a blended family and dealing with teenagers on their way out. I mean, girl, (laughs) so what are the one or two primary lessons that you learned in all of this that you think you should pass on to moms? Well, one of the biggest ones is, uh, first of all, I mentioned this briefly in the earlier segment is what a what a control addict I was. I was all about controlling my life. And the funny thing is, is those of us who are control freaks think we're only doing that to ourselves. But you can't be a control freak and have it not impact the people around you. Mm -hmm. And as a mother, I worked so hard to make everything fit into some kind of, I used to describe it, fitting into a picture frame. I wanted everything to look perfect. That means I expected my kids to always behave right and do the right things. And I needed to do everything right. And everybody needed to follow a one, two, three plan. And when it didn't happen, I became unglued. You know, I just, this can't happen. And what cancer taught me, and then taking in kids from trauma is, is that we're all very, very broken. Yeah, and every one of us. Every one of us. And we can, we can fool ourselves into thinking we're in control, but we're not. And so the best way to be a mother at that point, and what I really learned about mothering is at some point I'm going to have to let go and spend more of my time on my knees praying over my family than rolling up my sleeves and trying to control my family. Yeah. And and just briefly on the teenage thing, I, I now have teenage, two teenagers. It's just recently transitioned. I was They were 16 and 12, and now they're 13 and 17. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, man, I'll tell you what, I find teenagehood harder to parent than toddlerhood. It is very hard. It's more complicated. It's more nuanced. Yeah. And it's very emotional, whereas when they're toddlers, it's very physical. When they're teenagers, there's so much emotion and so many different factors going on that are influencing conversations and behaviors, and it's complicated. Well, and speaking of control, they want to have control now. <laughs> yes. So then you have a bunch of control freaks all vying for control of the house. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure these little ones that had been through so much trauma – and you essentially rescue them from, you know, basically a foster situation. So the moms who fostered and the moms who adopted can identify with this. They want control in their own way, too, because they've had so little. I mean, exactly. there's been no stability. So they want to make sure they can find stability. For them, it's a matter of survival. Control is a matter of survival. So um, even if it's what you're serving for breakfast, if they don't feel like they have a say, they feel like they're dying, you know. And so they can rage and rant and meltdown in tears over the smallest things because any lack of control makes them feel like their life is at stake. You said just this morning your eight-year-old melted down. He's, yeah. now, he's now eight. He was yeah. five mm-hmm. um, because he had to take a shower. Yeah. And very simple things can trigger that. And what that's done, as I've watched him, of course, there's moments that I am so frustrated with him because it seems so 
so small of a thing that he's losing control over. But it's forced me to see how easily I unravel when I don't have control. I mean, that's a hard that's a hard mirror to look into. But let's be honest. You and I can come completely unraveled yes. at the slightest provocation when we feel like we are not in control. When somebody wounds us, when somebody doesn't do what we think they should do, when a doctor calls, when, you know, we can go on and on and on. Um, a lack of control can make us lose our peace in the blink of an eye. And that's exactly what I see in my kids. Yeah. And we've got about half a segment left. I want you to briefly touch on marriage, but then I want to get to your very last lesson from moms about suffering. You had to learn something about marriage in the middle mm. of all this struggle too. And I'd say it's, it's similar to kids. I, you know, I, it's embarrassing to admit this, but I didn't realize what a control freak I was in my marriage. You know, I was working so hard to get my husband to be exactly who I thought he needed yeah. to be. <laughs> I wanted him to um, do what I needed him to do at just the right time. And, you know, gosh, I I didn't think I was lacking grace. But as I had to come to terms with my own very broken body and my broken self, which cancer has a way of really shining a light on the ways that we aren't quite what we thought we were. Yeah, true. Uh, I started to see how I was forcing my husband to live under a weight of expectation that wasn't fair for him to live under. In other words, the short of this is, is I needed to learn not just to talk about grace, but actually live it out. Mm-hmm. Because you need it too. I need it too. And, you know, cancer and these three kids forced me to see all the ways that I'm a very broken wife and mother. I don't do it right all the time in spite of my best intentions. And I'm starved for the grace of my family um, to buffer me. And to love me even when I fail. Well, if I want this from them, I've got to be the kind of woman that offers it abundantly as well. And I hadn't done that so well. Yeah, that's good, Michelle. Okay, last five minutes. Uh, I heard you speak about your book. And we're talking to Michelle Couchat, the author of Undone and her cancer journey. Just to let folks know, you had cancer several more times. And you had to Mm -hmm. have parts of your body taken away so that you could rebuild your tongue and just all kinds of mm-hmm. horrific things. I mean, you said it was horrific. Horrific. I have, yes. I didn't know a human body could go through the kind of suffering I've yeah. gone through in just the last year. You had to have a tracheotomy, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, I've had cancer two more times since that initial diagnosis. The third time was last November. So we're talking only 11 months ago. I went through a nine-hour surgery where they took out two-thirds of my tongue. They took um, tissue from my arm to rebuild my tongue, tissue from my leg to rebuild my arm. I had a tracheostomy in. I had a feeding tube in for five months because I couldn't take anything by mouth for no water, no food for a very long time. And basically, they took me to the brink of death um, to try to save my life. And then they've been slowly trying to bring me back. And you're trying to raise six kids in the middle six of all kids, this. Six kids, still with kids who are struggling and trauma and the marriage and life and career. Oh. I mean, it all happens because that's how the unexpected life is, right? It is the unexpected life. But but as your husband said, if we have faith in God, it, it can only get better. I, I don't want to do this to you, but, but in a minute, 30, 90 seconds, two minutes maybe, tell people the biggest lesson you learned in that horrific suffering. Oh, the biggest lesson is the hardest lesson. And this is going to be as hard for me to say as it is for you as a listener to hear. But that the suffering that we experience in this life, as heinous as it is, is also invaluable. There is so much richness in our pain. We know this. We know this that when our our finger approaches a flame, we pull back because the heat and the pain makes us 
um, know that we need to pull away from it, teachers or something. Well, the suffering in our life, if we can learn the lessons in it, becomes really the most valuable teacher we will ever have. But we're so resistant to the suffering and the pain. We so much want to medicate it and numb it and avoid it. But if somehow you and I can learn to lean into the things that cause us pain, it can actually be the very means to discover the God that we've been wanting all along. Yeah. I mean, this is the beauty of this. I've had more suffering in the last 11 months than I thought was possible. I've also experienced the sweetness of a very real God uh-huh. more than ever before. Uh-huh. I, I'm an intellectual. I'm an academic. And yet I am more convinced now in the reality of God than I ever have been before. It's taken some wrestling and some struggles. But I, I have never been more convinced. And it took suffering to get me there. Oh, girl, you make me cry. Well, and, and the greatest testimony ever to humanity was that Jesus suffered for us. And mm-hmm. and it is rich. It is rich. And when I look back on my own suffering, not like yours, but yes, those are the, big, the biggest mm-hmm. teachers in my life. And it makes me better to other people. It makes me more capable of giving grace and love and hope, you know. Mm-hmm. So in the last, you know, 30 seconds, how do people find you and the book? You can, well, I am on, my story continues to unfold. So I blog regularly at my website, which is um, michellecouchat.com. M-I-C-H-E-L-E, just one L. One L, C-U-S-H-A-T-T. Dot com. Dot com. I blog there all the time. You can find my book. I'm done um, anywhere books are sold. Amazon.com. In fact, Amazon right now has the Kindle version on sale for only two ninety nine. Awesome. Cheaper than a cup of coffee. Um, but you can, yeah, you can find it anywhere, but you can also find that information just at michellecouchette.com. That's the best way for us Michelle to stay connected. michellecouchette.com. And you and I are going to stay connected. You're a blessing. Thank you for sharing your story with moms. Mm. I hope it changes some lives today. I do too. I'm praying. I know there's a mom out there that's hurting. I'm praying for her. Good. Me too. Me too. That's why we do this show. God bless you and your mothering, my dear. I and hope you too. I hope you and I will stay in touch. And you can do a Channel Mom coffee for our friends. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So All right. Fun. All right. Thank you for being on Channel Mom. My pleasure. Hey, Mom. I hope you heard Michelle's message today. You are invaluable. Your mothering does not have to be perfect, nor can it be. But your love is about as close to perfect as it can be when you have God leading you. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. Thanks for tuning in to Channel Mom. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America, but Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put the show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. 